Lights. Camera. Action. Now where's the mullet? Where is he? Is he coming in by chopper? And now, live from Quinlan's Cantina in the Gold Coast of Australia, it's time again for your dose of action cinema history from the 80s, 90s, and beyond with the Lethal Mullet Podcast. Oh, get out of my you go. Hey, folks, how you doing? Welcome to episode number 209 of Lead the Mullet Podcast here in this canteen on the Gold Coast of Australia. As we get to chat about one of the great movies that, of course, Lorenzo Lamar's has done many years ago in the 1990s. This is one that was definitely, uh, I think, a bit of a, a, for him in particular, a bit of a, a break from his standard fare and um, definitely getting a chance to act a little bit differently as an action star, but also get some great action in and, of course, um, some great story to this one as well. We're going to be chatting that one today, and this is uh, one of the, of course, look this month at, of course, Lorenzo's career, and uh, we've looked at a uh, number of action stars over the last couple of years here on the show, and Lorenzo's one, I think, that um, doesn't get enough um, credit for just how much work he did in the um, 80s and 90s, and and even right up through Renegade as well, which uh, is something we're going to chat about in um, a couple of episodes time as well. Renegade, of course, is a great TV show which uh, ran for um, many seasons and uh, really was, again, a fun um, bounty hunter-like, you know, uh, show. Again, fantastic and um, had um, some great cast in it as well and some great action. So we're going to be chatting that tonight here on the show uh, and also uh, we'll give you a little bit of an insight into what's upcoming in the next um, couple of weeks here as we head into uh, February and... Um, definitely into uh, the working year as is. So to all of you out there, happy new year. I hope you had a massive new year's and um, a great Christmas as well uh, at the end of last year. And uh, great holidays. If you went away for your holidays, I hope you have a great um, time and um, recharged and ready to go for 2023. You know you got the G'day man, how you going? Welcome to the Lethal Mullet Network, where you'll find all these amazing shows and more. Where you'll find the Lethal Mullet Podcast, a celebration of action cinema from the 80s, 90s and beyond. You'll also find Making Treks, a Star Trek fan podcast, where I'm joined by my amazing co-host Mark Newbold into a deep dive of Star Trek. You'll also find Mullet and Kilt, a look at music, where I'm joined by my dear pal Darth Elvis, and where you can also find the Mullet Guild, a look at the Dune universe. All here on, of course, lethalmulletnetwork.podbean.com or on your favourite podcatcher. You can find us there. You can also find all these shows a week later on, of course, the one, the only fandom podcast network. 
FPN on fpn.podbean.com. Don't forget to also follow us on socials. There's, of course, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the handle at the Lethal Mullet. We'll catch you out there and enjoy your action cinema. And now it's time for the news here on the Lethal Mullet Podcast. Uh, can you believe it's a whole year has just passed? Uh, you know, when you look at 2022, uh, you know, it's gone so quickly. It really has. Everything that I thought um, particularly you know, when it comes down to um, the speed of um, how, how fast time is now going for all of us and the hectic lives that we all have, oh, it's just amazing that um, and particularly um, in, a, in a world post-COVID, you know, um, you know, when COVID came on, we were all... I think, you know, everything slowed down for a little bit, but um, everything's been gaining so much momentum in our lives and um, particularly uh, when it comes to, you know, getting back into the working uh, world uh, post-2020. So, uh, yeah, it's all cylinders firing for everybody out there, I think, you know, when it comes down to that too. So with that, I'm going to let you know where you can catch this show and many others like it by following the ticker below. Subscribe to the show at thelittlemulletnetwork.podbean.com. It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> but, of course, you can find this show and many others like it on the network. Of course, um, this is the flagship show celebrating 80s, 90s, uh, and noughties. Uh, of course, action cinema. We look at everyone, folks. You know, We look at all the action stars that are out there. Um, We've even got a big Cynthia Rothrock month coming up too, folks, which I, I think you'll all get a bit of a kick out of. And actually the director of the film that we're looking at now, Bounty Tracker, is actually one of the directors of uh, her work as well. So we're going to be looking at that. And, of course, um, with that too, we've got a Ninja month in February, which uh, is going to be um, huge. And wait till I tell you a little bit more about that soon. But uh, I, I will tell you, yeah, I think you get a bit of, bit of a kick out of things once it does uh, come up. So we've got that. You can also uh, catch us on all socials at The Lethal Mullet. And, uh, of course, that's in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the others. Um, eventually, we'll get some more material on um, uh, places like TikTok and others like that too. But for now, they're the main three. <laughs> so go on and check us all out there. And, of course, check us out at FPN as well, um, Phantom Podcast Network. If you miss the show on the network, you know, uh, on the Tuesday or the Thursday, the following week or so, uh, FPN will air the main show, Lethal Mullet. But we do have some exclusive shows to this network. Of course, that's been Making Treks a Star Trek fan podcast with myself and, of course, the one, the man himself, the fellow fan the tracker, that is, of course, Mark Newbold, all the way from Brummy in Birmingham, of course. And uh, Mark is uh, one of the uh, many directors of the company, of course, Panther Tracks, where they look at Star Wars news in a single file. And, of course, you can find me over there, too, with a podcast. Uh, of course, the Panther tracks, the Panther from Down Under, where I talk about what I can of Star Wars and what I love about Star Wars and, who knows, some Star Wars news from Australia as well, because I'm the Australian correspondent. And it is a global, uh, um, you know, fandom there, folks, too. So, of course, we have people from all over the world joining that and chatting Star Wars. You can also find on this one too, The Mullet Guild, which is a Dune fan podcast with myself and, of course, 
the irreplaceable, the amazing, of course, Scotty Bowman from the United States. Big fan of Frank Herbert's uh, Dune as well, as I am I, of course. Uh, and we do have some news on Dune, so we'll get into that in a sec. Uh, but, of course, uh, we have a monthly podcast where we do look at Dune, and the Mullet Guild will be kicking off in another couple of weeks again for this year and looking at, of course, uh, some of the material that's coming up. We're on the news segment in that one too. We also have just released the fifth episode of The Mullet and Kilt, uh, which is, of course, a look at music with, of course, Darth Elvis, other than, of course, Greg Robertson and myself. And we looked at Soundgarden. So there you go. You're going to go and check that out too, folks. All here on the same place. Okay. So with that, we're going to head into, of course, the newsroom. Now it's time for the latest action news from the cinema and martial arts movies and more, all here on the Lethal Mullet Podcast. So, news. We're going to let you know, aren't we? (laughs) So, first one up is Highlander, of course. Now, for you out there that are fans of Highlander, and of course, uh, particularly if you're in the Blood of Kings group over there, and of course, um, you know, following, of course, Kevin the Raider Nerd Riceland, of course, Norwegian Smooth himself, Lee Fillingsness on that podcast over there. Uh, a big shout out, and uh, particularly the fandom itself to Highlander, who um, have been fantastic for um, a fan like me, who's now only getting to the series in particular. Uh, you know, I've been watched a couple of the first, um, I think it was the first and second season episodes a little while back, and uh, even did a Blood of Kings episode with Kevin to talk about, of course, experiences of watching those seasons but i never quite got into the depth of the fandom uh until now and i'm thoroughly enjoying it uh the work that adrian paul and the rest of the crew and of course cast of this show have done in nothing short of fantastic and of course we're going to be looking at that in an episode of the show which is of course going to be the highlander season one rewatch Episode number 210, which, believe it or not, is the next episode. I'm going to be giving my rundown of the entire first season, what I liked about it, what I wanted to um, see more of, um, what I think, you know, people are coming back for, all that sort of stuff, and just some of the great moments of uh, this series. It's such a fantastic cast, and um, uh, the crew have done a fantastic job in um, really bringing... I think Highlander, from um, being a theatrical outing into, of course, the, um, the world, of TV, which is a completely different style of storytelling. But I think Highlander itself is, as um, my dear friend Andy Sloan said, he said it is you know, the best kept secret on television. And um, With that too, uh, we're going to have a um, another episode in a couple of weeks' time too uh, where we will be looking at some of these great uh, episodes and, of course, just some more insight in, from people that have really been following this fandom for a while and even gone to some of the locations. So um, we will definitely be having uh, a number of people. And we're also going to be doing an, uh, a series of episodes of Blood of Kings podcast with Kevin and Lee too. And, you know, that'll get their insight um, from my side, what it's like for a new fan to uh, really get into this fandom. And, and you know, uh, I think too, uh, like Lee and myself and um, and even, of course, um uh, Andy Sloan, who's going to be joining us on the show uh, in a couple of weeks as well, uh, who's going to tell us a little bit of the locations and, of course, some of the really great, fantastic um, trivia about this universe and just about the mythology, that sort of stuff too. But 
here's the interesting thing from all of them, um, you know, who are you know obviously longtime fans. It's interesting for them to have you know somebody like myself coming into this and watching it all really for the first time. I mean, I could say I've seen parts of the first and second season uh, before, but not to the point where I'm really uh, paying more attention and, and, and to the detail of this series. And, and it really is a fantastic series, folks, uh, for that too. So, yeah, we'll be getting into that and uh, talking about, of course, some some swordplay in it as well, um, the cast and really getting into the nitty-gritty. Uh, but season two, uh, season one rewatch, I should say, this is a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we'll be definitely de- dealing with uh, what I think of the series uh, going into it and you know from the outset I've really enjoyed it you know I think um, you know there's not too much filler uh, as a lot of the other TV shows have done you know there's some there's some great episodes and I like that they use the locations from um, Canada and of course France as well uh, going to Paris and um, you know just some, some great stuff some real gut-wrenching uh, storytelling too at times here and there and some great stars obviously um, one of the fine young cabin, cannibals is in it as well. Uh, Robin from that one too. And of course, um, the who, 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 somebody say the who, <laughs> of course, the lead singer is in that one too. All right. What else do we have coming folks? Well, we have of course, in a couple of weeks time when he's well enough, because he's not hundred percent right now. We have making tricks number 20. Can you believe it? It's been 20 episodes already of the making tricks show which has been one we do pretty much every month here on the network. And, of course, um, from, uh, you know, my own love of Star Trek and, of course, uh, Mark Newbold, of course, uh, we really look at it. It's a deep dive of Star Trek. Obviously, on uh, FPN, there's a number of Star Trek shows now. But for this one, this is really um, from, of course, from an Australian fan, which is myself, and, of course, one from the UK who uh, obviously Mark's run a lot of Star Trek uh, content in the past, a website as well, and um, you know, still writes for Star Trek.com and the magazine as well, too. So, uh, big uh, kudos to, of course, the work that Mark does for fandom. And he did, you know, he really does it from a place of the heart, folks. You know, he really has uh, a firm love of uh, this franchise and uh, just what can, what can be, and uh, vice versa. So, a huge shout out to the man, and uh, you know, what's upcoming for him as well when it comes to um, what we're going to be chatting about. So we're going to be looking at some of the current Star Trek um, shows and, of course, what's upcoming from Star Trek, but we'll also be doing a bit of a deep dive again. And for this stage, I'm going to throw him in the deep end (laughs) and uh, we'll pick a random episode and really go into uh, the trivia, everything. Proper deep dives, folks. That's what we do here on the show. Now, with that too, we're going to be heading into, yes, Episode number 211, Mad Max Fury Road. That's right. So we're going to be looking at the, the movie. Obviously, it's um, the biggest movie of 2015. Six-time Oscar winner. That's right. Six-time Oscar winner, Mad Max Fury Road. So you're going to get my guide on this uh, movie. Obviously, I've even got, had um, uh, some dear people close to me be involved in the Mad Max franchise. I'm going to tell you about also my experiences Meeting, of course, Immortan Joe slash Toe Cutter himself, Hugh Keys Byrne, and of course, Nathan Jones as well, and even the original cast, Steve Bisley, who played Goose as well. Uh, obviously, a different movie, but um, we'll talk about the uh, the movie, which is the described by a dear friend of mine as The Hobbit, there and back again. 
And you think about it, it pretty much is there and back again. <laughs> so we'll talk about uh, a very general look at the film, but also some really good, interesting trivia. I'll uh, tell you about, of course, the Black and Chrome edition of the movie, which is the intended one that George Miller, that's right, Australia's George Lucas, George Miller, wanted to do with this film. So get ready, folks, because Mad Max Fury Road is probably, if not my favourite movie, it is definitely up there in the top five. We'll be looking at that. Now, February, you that like martial arts movies, canon pictures, all that sort of stuff, get ready, folks, because it is Ninja Month. That's right. So we're going to be looking at um, three of the Ninja movies, which uh, I don't think get talked about enough. And uh, particularly ones that, um, you know, get um, they get talked about here and there, but not to the point where we we get that love. Um, so we will be doing this episode after the final Lorenzo Lamar one, which is going to be looking at uh, Renegade, which will be uh, episode 212. So uh, once we hit uh, episode number 213, we're looking at, of course, Ninja 3, The Domination which uh, is a very interesting movie, which uh, came in there, of course, after Revenge of the Ninja, which was huge success. It was Shokasugi and, of course, uh, the great team Marvel. And, of course, Sam Furstenberg, director, of course, later of Avenging Force and, of course, the American Ninja 1 2 films. We're also going to be looking at Rage of Honor, which is another, I think, um, movie that uh, Shokasugi did back in the 80s, which doesn't get enough notice. And it really should because... It's kind of got a bit of a, um, a police angle to it. It's got um, great, again, ninja scenes, always had that sort of stuff. But unlike that, and of course, Nine Deaths of the Ninja, this is kind of his James Bond-like movie, almost a little Black Eagle-like. Then we're also going to be looking at a very more modern one called Ninja, which of course starred Scott Adkins. And believe it or not, we'll also look at the sequel in that episode, which stars the son, of course, of uh, Shokasugi, that's Kane Kasugi, uh, and that's all on the show, which is going to be huge. After that, well, folks, well, who knows? <laughs> but uh, outside of that, we will be looking at some um, the great stars like Cynthia Rothrock, a whole month of that, looking at all her work as well as looking at some um, other stars like Donnie Yen and, um, and others very, very soon. So lots to come, folks, as we head into, of course, that time where you know, you've got to spend a bit of love on these great um, shows too. So with that, well, we're going to head into, of course, the dojo. So the upcoming year, 2023, is a big year for me for martial arts, where I'm going to be going for uh, some of my final belts in the current style I'm doing, which is uh, going to lead us into Shodan, eventually down the road. Uh, that will be hopefully this year, depending on time and commitments with work and stuff like that too. And I'll be definitely going all out to do that too. Also looking at some martial arts to do on the side as well, uh, and definitely one that uh, I'll probably start up from uh, ground up. And uh, it was either to go back to uh, learning a, a different style of Aikido, which is um, you know, definitely out here in Australia. There's a number of Aikido schools that you're um, opening up again here. Uh, and I think you know it could be interesting to get back into. It's, it's one of the martial arts I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, you know, and I think... Aikido gets a bit of a bad rap these days, but um, there's some very practical elements of it, and that's why the police have used you know, some of these techniques and, of course, pr pretty much the jiu-jitsu base of uh, this, especially Daito-ru Aikijujitsu, which is part of the base of um, this, particularly pre-war or pre-World War II um, Aikido uh, that Uwashima was making. 
So that's interesting. And of course, uh, one of the schools out here has a tie to uh, Tenshin Dojo. So, uh, which of course, uh, formerly was Steven Seagal's dojo, which uh, his ex-wife still runs apparently, uh, which is interesting. So uh, definitely something I'm going to be looking at, but also going to be looking at possible Kempo Karate, as in, yes, Ed Parker's Kempo, American Kempo, uh, which is a school of out here as well. I did that. I talked about that in another episode. So um, I will be talking about my experiences of checking out that um, class and that dojo and yeah, just see what Kempo 5.0, Jeff Speakman style, is like. And uh, whether it um, you know, is for me. Not all styles are for, you know, that sort of thing too. All right. So with that, we're going to head into, of course, the pub. All right. So we're going to be chatting about a film, Bounty Tracker, which uh, came along in the 1990s, hot on the heels of um, obviously the Snake Eater trilogy, which, of course, um, we, we saw Lorenzo come through and, you know, give his sort of his own stamp on action cinema. And uh, certainly was, was uh, a low-budget series of films which, uh, for VHS, was very popular, particularly out here in Australia. I remember all the snake eater posters all up over the walls and the VHS stores. And even on the glass uh, window um, panes, they would put up uh, painted versions of these. And this is something that was pretty much in practice out here in Australia, is that you would get um, a lot of films not giving out posters and all that sort of stuff. Instead, what video shops like, um, again, back in the day, it would have been Civic Video, Video Easy, Amiga Video. Uh, there was a version of Blockbuster out here, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, which uh, covered some of these these great things too. But with uh, Blockbuster, it was an uh, Australian company at the time. Uh, and it was certainly one that was different. It wasn't, wasn't the same as a lot of these other ones that are out there now. Uh, so you definitely got a sense of um, some of what was uh, to come. When it came to, of course, the painted ones, where they would get somebody with an air, overhead projector would project these visions of uh, the poster art, whatever it is, the final VHS cover art even, and put up on the walls. And then through that, you drew your outlines. And you would go up and using acrylic paint, you would paint these onto the windows. And, of course, with that, it would dry, and eventually you would have something that would resemble the poster art for the movies. And it was a huge. So when people drove past, they saw these massive billboard-like pieces of um, art on the window panes. And you're like, whoa, how cool is that? And uh, actually, in uh, high school, I got a chance to um, actually be apprenticed to uh, somebody for doing that. And what's interesting is when I did that, um, you know, I was learning how to really get a depth of field and stuff like that with, um, with artwork too. And um, to uh, my mentor out there at the time, Derek, uh, a huge shout out. I know where you are, pal. And, uh, you're still in Australia or vice versa. But um, what you taught me was spray paints and, uh, of course, the acrylics and stuff like that is um, not worn off of me. I certainly have that uh, love of how to do that art, the old school way, without Photoshop. <laughs> but getting back to it, so Bounty Tracker, let's have a look at this film, folks. Uh, so Bounty Tracker came out uh, in 1993. It was a direct-to-video uh, film starring Lorenzo Lamar and Mattias Hughes, directed by, of course, Kurt Anderson. Uh, now, the plot of this movie is pretty straightforward. So staff in a tax advisor's office are uh, basically gunned down by a professional assassin and a hit squad led by Eric Gauss. 
Yeah, this scene in the film is pretty pretty full on. Like, um, you know, I think if there's one thing in this movie, uh, particularly the, the, the opening scene in, of this brutal violence, is that it's unflinching, you know, and it's that sort of thing that, um, you know, certainly not the style, a realistic style, but it is so brutal that you take it seriously, especially the threat of Mattias's character, who's um, such a big guy, and of course, um, big attitude <laughs> for the character that he's playing in this as well. So uh, you know what you're up for uh, when it comes to a great villain in that way too. Okay, so there's um, a survivor uh, by the name of Paul Damone, unaware that his um, uh, colleague there, Grinko, who was using uh, the office, the tax office itself, to launder um, money for a gangster by the name of Louise um, Saracen. And from here, uh, there's an upcoming trial where he was going to put, uh, of course, testimony um, for this, this trial, which is around the corner. But, of course, Paul's brother, Johnny, is uh, a cop that has become a bounty hunter. And uh, this is in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, oh, said in Boston, is it? Boy, I didn't even uh, remember that. But also this big shout out, of course, out to our pal in Boston, Eric Onkenhau, dear pal of the show. Um, g'day, mate. How you going? Well, we're there too. Because, of course, there's two things we know Boston for uh, on the Legal Mullet Network. We know it for Eric Onkenhau, our dear pal. And, of course, Boondock Saints. Apparently, this movie now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, from here, uh, when he arrives in LA, he finds um, basically he finds his brother, his brother's house, and of course, um, the police assigned to protect him from here, and where an ambush is going to come along. But the killers manage to um, take out Paul, and of course, then Johnny has to go out for revenge. There's a bit of a revenge film uh, for Lorenzo. This is. I think, um, you know, particularly for what he's doing in this, it's kind of a hard target feel kind of to this. But apart from that, it's it's pretty much straight up revenge flick towards the end of the film itself. So there's some great scenes, some uh, great cast, which we're going to talk about too. And the look, I think in this one, particularly the, the poster art, if you've got the VHS or the DVD, um, the main art really centred on, of course, the two um, main uh, characters in this was George, of course, uh, Johnny, played by, of course, Lorenzo. And uh, he's certainly got the long hair and stuff from uh, Renegade in this, but he's kind of got a very Shines Boudreau kind of look. So, a little bit like Van Damme's mulleted look in, of course, Hard Target, John Woo film. And I think they kind of played on that a little bit with um, the look, particularly in um, the post art against, of course, Mattias Hughes. Now, with that, we're going to look at some of the um, lead cast of this film. So we had a, a really good look at, of course, uh, on the last episode, Lorenzo uh, and what he's done. So let's quickly go through that again for those that missed um, the last episode. So Lorenzo Fernando Lamas is um, an actor from America, born in, of course, 1958. He's known for, of course, um, his work on TV, uh, particularly Falcon Crest. Uh, he's got a number of awards like Golden Globe uh, nomination, for, uh, also for Best Actor in the um, Series, miniseries of television. Uh, he's also known, of course, from for Renegade, the TV show that ran from 1992 to 1997. 
Um, he was also in Big Time Rush. Um, and, of course, The Bold and the Beautiful. So he's been in daytime soaps. You know, again, he's easy on the eyes for, um, you know, there's a lot of the women that have um, uh, been around here, of course, in Australia growing up watching him in the 90s. They all love Lorenzo because of these daytime soap stuff too. Uh, but, of course, um, with that too, he moved into uh, movies and TV action. And, of course, Renegade was something that just played all the time and was very, very, um, I think, um, popular. Of course, he's a well-to-do martial artist. His background is mainly in Taekwondo, but he's also got um, uh, degrees in Shotokan Karate, Jiu-Jitsu, and Aikido, and also Iaido as well. Uh, there's been a number of um, co-stars that, have, um, that are all martial artists that have worked with, of course, Lorenzo. And there's one thing that they, a lot of them say in the interviews, it's just how committed he is as a martial artist. You know, he's the real deal, somebody that takes it seriously, and if anything, he's probably um, a little a cut above some of the more well-known martial artists that are you know, out there in the film too. So um, you know, he's known as a hardworking, um, you know, guy who just doesn't um, take any crap, <laughs> basically. Uh, Lorenzo's also um, somebody that's um, been heavily involved in, um, you know, really, I think, um, being an action guy himself too. He's uh, these days uh, also a... Um, uh, air sea rescue pilot, um, helicopter pilot as well. And, of course, he loves his uh, Harley Davidsons too, which um, you know, he is very enthusiastic about, and we see, and, of course, Renegade. All right, so that is pretty much Lorenzo Lamar to a T. With that too, we have, of course, Mattias Hughes in this. Um, so uh, I think with uh, what we've seen, uh, you know, over the years of, you know, great, action heroes and stuff like that too, is that Mattias is somebody who, you know, uh, when he's being this threat to the hero, you know, it, his imposing nature as a character, not, not the person, but the, as a character, really comes across. Uh, going back as far as, of course, No Retreat, No Surrender 2, we'll get, uh, when he's up against uh, Lauren Avedon, a uh, fantastic actor in his own right too, and a big shout-out to, uh, to him and, of course, the work that he does, and he's a fantastic um, exponent of, of course, um, and a master of Taekwondo and Hapkido. Uh, so big shout-out to Lauren, who I think is just one of the greats when it comes to, you know, being an advocate for martial arts, but also being a real positive force out there too. So, um, and, of course, we love your action movies, mate. So uh, big shout-out. Love to have you on the show one day if you're ever inclined to. All right, so Matthias Hughes uh, is um, a German-born martial artist and American actor. And, of course, he's definitely somebody who lifts weights and does it well because his physique is incredibly impressive. Uh, and he was a, an athlete too, uh, I gather, as well. So um, after uh, finishing uh, school, he moved to Paris and worked in hotels and stuff like that too. Uh, he was also uh, involved in health clubs there too in Paris. And this is where he got into um, getting fit and stuff like that, and to obviously becoming an incredibly um, well-developed, uh, not only martial artist, but, uh, I guess, but also an athlete. And, of course, just the, the absolute build, um, big perfection, what you can do for your body, because he's, he's got an incredibly muscular body, which is um, you know something that um, we all like to have. <laughs> uh, but, of course, he's worked very, very hard to do it too. And... Um, 
He'd been involved in Gold's Gym in Venice, California as well, which is pretty much the, the biggest place you could go for bodybuilding. All the bodybuilders go there as well too. So also, you know, he got involved in, um, you know, film, which is, of course, uh, No Retreat, No Surrender too. after Jean-Claude Van Damme um, said, basically, look, I'm, I'm not going to do the second film, No Retreat, No Surrender's sequel. And with that too, the main star, uh, Kurt McKinney, come back. And so they brought in Lauren Avedon and, of course, the great Matthews Hughes as well. Now, there's, which is a great film, folks. It, you think it may even rival the first film. Uh, as much as I love the first movie, the second one's fantastic. Um, he's most known for I Come in Peace. or As we know out here in Australia, 1990s Dark Angel, that, of course, um, where he's up against, of course, Dolph Lundgren. And it is an amazing um, a film, I think, too. You know, it is one that, um, you know, uh, you know, is, is obviously about drugs and, uh, from aliens in this case, and which they're using um, humans to take uh, you know, different uh, life force sort of stuff out as a drug for the aliens back home. Uh, interesting one. And to have, of course, you know, the two, um, you know, when it comes down to it, against each other, you know, Dolph Lundgren, of course, uh, man that is, Mr. Hughes, he does a fantastic job too. So let's look at some of the movies he's done. No Retreat, No Surrender, Big Top Peewee, Fist Fighter, Cage from 1989. Yes. Yes, that, now that was a hell of a movie. Cage is one that um, if I can find a good copy of, we'll definitely uh, chat about. It was, of course, the fight film um, with, of course, uh, Lou Ferrigno. Yes, the, the Incredible Hulk from back in the day. So also he's in, of course, um, Dark Angel in 1990 as well, Aftershock and Kickboxer 2, The Road Back. Something about sequels for Mr. Hughes. He didn't exactly, you know, get into all the others, I guess. It's, uh, you know, coming in as this new villain in some of these. Star Trek Six. he played a second Klingon general. Yes, where we saw um, some amazing stuff by Shatner in that movie too. Talons of the Eagle, who's in Bounty Tracker, 1993, which we're talking about today. TC 2000 and 1993. Age of Treason, Deathmatch, Finding Interest, Fist of Iron. Um, these are great titles. I'm going to see some of these movies that may not have come to Australia. We'll find out. <laughs> Tiger Heart, Lone Tiger, Safety Zone, um, Power Rangers he was involved in, Conan the Adventure of the series uh, back in 1997 as well, uh, Bloodsuckers as well. Uh, yeah, the list goes on. Showdown in Manila from 2016 with Don the Dragon, Wilson and many others. And an Alexander Nevsky, if I remember right. And that, I do believe that one was directed by Martha Kaskos, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which will definitely, definitely look at that one. That's kind of like a little bit like Expendables, folks. You know, it's it's definitely got uh, an amazing feel for it, too. Now, this was all, of course, all directed by Kurt Anderson, who's done some uh, movies which we may know. We may know well. So, what is he known for? Well, if you look on IMDb, he's known for One Tough Bastard, also Dead Cold, The Killing Grounds, and, of course, Devil in the Flesh. But with that, too, he's done, um, you know, quite a few others as well. And some of these are just fantastic. So let's have a look at it. So he's done Delta Fever as a producer, Party Line, Martial Law as producer, Mission of Justice as producer, um, and, of course, uh, One Tough Bastard, which, folks... Guess who stars in this one? Wait till you see it. It is, of course, the one, the only, Ryan Bosworth, folks. That's right. 
<laughs> yeah, from Stone Cold itself too. And Bruce Payne plays one of the other characters in it as well. MC Hammer, Neil McDonough, and Leo Lee's in this one as well. I do believe we may need to go and check that one out. So watch this space. <laughs> Amazing what we find out, isn't it, folks? But, of course, he also produced um, Martial Law, and uh, I do believe he's involved in the second one as well. And of course, the original one was starring, of course, Chad McQueen and Cynthia Rothrock and David Carradine. Now, we've covered that movie before here on the show. Uh, we'll definitely get back in and, and look at it at a later date. Um, director was Steve Cohen. But Kurt Anderson is a, a producer, really um, popped out some amazing stuff, uh, which I think is, is great. Of course, he also was a producer of Mission of Justice as well. Uh, and, of course, that was directed by Steve Barnett. And uh, we've covered that on this show before too. Absolutely great, Jeff Wincott. Jeff, if you're out there today, uh, checking out the show, checking out the site, uh, big shout out to you too as well. Because we absolutely love your work and, of course, Wish you all the best and a happy new year too. So with, um, of course, Bounty Tracker, about Bounty Tracker itself, was it a chance for um, Kurt to um, really bring in a vision uh, as well here? Produced by Pierre David, this movie, um, you know, came out in uh, September 8, 1993. And the great thing about this is that it's only 86 minutes long. This is something I really miss about the age of, of these films, you know, is that they, they weren't. Three hours plus James Cameron. Yes, I'm talking to you, James Cameron. Films do not need to be three and a half hours long. You can't tell a narrative um, in a smaller amount like that. You know, you should maybe you shouldn't be editing movies that way. Get somebody else to edit them for you. <laughs> uh, because there's just no need for film to be that long. I, you, know, you can argue the point as much as you like, but if you could tell a story, in 86 minutes and tell it well, like this one. I mean, why not? Uh, <laughs> so with that too, uh, you know, this film itself has got some great action sequences. Again, really giving a chance for Lorenzo also to bring some Aikido into the mix, not just let Steven Seagal and the time be the only exponent of, of course, of um, that martial art. In this one, you get to see a bit of that, of course, some great kicking and, of course, some awesome characters as well. And actors as well. In this one too, we also have uh, the amazing Judd Oman as well. And, of course, Judd Oman was in Red Dawn and Dune. Dune he played, of course, and, of course, David Lynch's Dune, the one, the only, uh, Jameis, who has to test Paul. So, um, you know, some great stuff in this too, folks. Straightforward revenge flick. This is a five out of five on, of course, the Hellenbeck scale here on the Legal Mullet Podcast. So stay tuned, folks, because you know what's coming up in the next episode of the show. We've talked about it. I can't wait to get into it. There's, of course, Highlander. That's right. Season one rewatch, episode number 210, just around the corner. Hope you're ready, folks, because I'm ready. Chats of Highlander, and there can be only mullet. <laughs> That's all, of course, for us here on the show this week. We'll catch you next week. The live show will be out on Thursday, and, of course, podcast will be out Tuesday. Catch you then, folks. All the best and have a great week. And it's all here at the Leather. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Here are the other great shows on the Fandom Podcast Network. 
Culture Clash, where we discuss the latest in entertainment and pop culture. Blood of Kings, our show covering the entire Highlander universe. Couch Potato Theater, we celebrate our favorite movies. And Time Warp, our fandom flashback show discussing a year in movies and our favorite retro movie, TV, and pop culture topics. Good evening, discussing all things Alfred Hitchcock. Hair Metal Podcast, we cover the rock metal music of the 80s and early 90s. Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, discussing the time-traveling Doctor Who universe. Lethal Mullet, an action film podcast, covering the 80s, 90s, and beyond. Also, check out the Lethal Mullet Network for more great podcasts. What a Piece of Junk, our Star Wars podcast. Making Treks, a Star Trek podcast, with a deep dive into the final frontier. The Fandom Show. Our Fandom Podcast Network live YouTube show discussing the hottest topics in fandom. The True Believers MCU Podcast discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Union Federation, our Star Trek and the Orville show. And we're proud to welcome the BQN Network to the Fandom Podcast Network. Please visit our friends on the BQN Network, a Star Trek Universe podcast that also includes your favorite topics, movies, history, superheroes, and more. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on YouTube. The Fandom Podcast Network is also on all major podcast platforms. The Fandom Podcast Network audio master feed is on Podbean at fpnet.podbean.com. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom. <laughs>